Luke 17, verse 11. While traveling to Jerusalem, he passed between Samaria and Galilee, and he entered a village. Ten men with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And while they were going, they were cleansed. But one of them, seeing that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice gave glory to God. He fell down, face down at his feet, thanking him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Didn't any return to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he told them, get up, told him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has saved you. Amen. God, we thank you for the reading of your word. We ask now that you would come in our midst. Teach us that we might be taught. Lord God, don't allow any distractions to be in this place in our mind and our spirit that would hinder us from receiving what you would have us to receive on this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. For a subject matter this morning, and you can tell your neighbor, Jesus makes me want to holler. Amen. Amen. Jesus makes me want to holler. Amen. All right. God's just been good. And even when we think he hasn't been good, all I got to do is tell you this, brothers and sisters. I don't know what tomorrow may hold, but on today, this day, January 15, 2023, you have survived 100% of everything that came your way. Think about that. Some of you didn't have some trials, tribulations, highs, lows, roller coaster moments in your life. Some of you didn't battle uh, uh, bad, bad experiences in your finances, relationships, disease. But through all of them, 100% of them, you're still here. Something about Jesus makes me want to holler. Amen. That's what the text, the, the, if, you, if you were following me, the Bible declares that they were traveling through Jerusalem and he passed between these two cities. Let's unpack that a little bit because um, leprosy, as in most things, is uh, different now than it was then. Back then, if you experienced leprosy, um, it was something where they, would, you, they didn't want you in the same room. You could, they, they didn't want you nowhere near them. Uh, it was one of those diseases that they would manage and not really treat. And the way they managed it was get out of my face and go as far as you can over there. And, you know, whatever happened, happened. And because it wasn't treated, it would get worse. And so while it would start off with things maybe on your skin, on your face, what have you, left untreated, it could even get so deep entrenched into the bone and uh, paralyze you and, uh, and eventually kill you. We know that today, uh, by way of the World Health Organization, that some time ago, I believe it was 
maybe in the 90s, early, early 90s, they came up with a treatment that they give and, and they treat it for free. And it's 100% curable if you deal with it in its infancy stages and things like that. So what a difference that makes. Because we have to, when we preach the word of God, we have to preach it from the context in which it was written. If you talk about leprosy today, in today's context, it doesn't have the sting of this story, which makes it so important. And what's important is that these men saw Jesus, and they saw him from afar off that they had to yell. There's so many things we could take away from that. One, think about this. I just told you the severity of leprosy. So those people were together. It was 10 of them. They were ostracized and cast away. Nobody else wanted to deal with them. So what we find here is that oftentimes people who are in the same predicament or doing the same thing will get together. Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they will rally together, get together, form little groups, yeah. little pockets. Mm-hmm. And they were together. Nobody wanted to be around them. Mm-hmm. And so yet, they hollered from a distance, yeah. said Jesus. Yeah. First of all, I want to say this. I, I you never know who you're talking to in a crowded room. You never know. One of the complexities and difficulties of preaching uh, in a uh, church setting is you'll have people from 8 to 80 in the same room. And you've got to share a word. So the first thing I'm going to say is this. I hope you're not one of the nine. I, I hope one of the nine is not in here, but they could be. Because we live in such a society where so many people would rather focus on what's bad than what's good. So many people want more and fail to be thankful for what they already have. I know a lot of people who talk about let me count my blessings, name them one by one, rather than being thankful for the blessings they've already got. Yeah, so I hope I'm not speaking to the night. But if I am, this is word for you. And so we find here that they were from a distance. And when you need to get somebody's attention, see, I don't know if you've been in a place like this. Maybe you haven't gotten low enough to where you have to feel like you're in a position where you got to holler to get God's attention. See, some of the time, look, let me look, let me say it this way. A lot of us uh, get so caught up in our religion or get caught up to think that we're so saved. We think we're so high and mighty. We sit up there and say, oh, I'm doing good. I'm on top of the world. The devil ain't bothering me. The problem with that thinking is, let me flip the coin for you, is that if you get to the point where you think the devil is not attacking you, it's probably because he already got you. Yeah, because if you're living for Christ, That's the devil's job is to attack you. That's the enemy's job to say negative things about you, to name call you, to put you down, get all up in your finances and think you ain't got enough money to to the rest of the week. That's the enemy's job. So if you get to a point where you say the devil, you know what? You might just be too close. 
And so they hollered, Jesus. Wow. But here's what's important, and I didn't even see this until I was studying my text this week. Master followed Jesus. They said, Jesus, Master. Wonder why they said that. And I got to thinking about that thing, and many of us will call Jesus and, 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 and ask him to do things for us. And to pour out blessings in our lives and to and to get us from point A to point B. But watch this. The second that they said master, you know what that does? That's a sign of humility and a humbling of their self that's saying, Jesus, not only if you bless me, I want that. But now I want to follow you. I, I, I want to be obedient to your teaching. I want to be obedient to your word. See, it's easy when somebody give you stuff. And, 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 and you keep on constantly getting all these blessings and you in good health and things. But when you fall down and you get to this point where people don't even want to be around you and you just feel sick in your body and you're just hurting and, and things don't seem to be going your way. And you're just woe is me. Woe is me. And then you holler out Jesus and he hears you. It comes a point in time in your life where you've got to say, Jesus, your blessings are great. But I just want to be in your presence. Yes. Master, have mercy on us. Not only did they recognize his deity, they, they recognized that supreme being by saying master. Then they had sense enough to say, I've done some things in my life I'm not proud of. Oh, boy, that's some growth. One of the hardest things in life to do is to get a grown person to admit they got fault. To get a grown person to admit that they ain't got it all together. To get, let me even go further. To get a grown person to admit, you just sometimes get up on your high horse and treat other people right nasty. God have mercy on us. Wow, to be thankful. You know how many times people, look, and we get caught up, life is busy, and people do stuff for us, and, all, and sometimes we just fail to say thank you. You go to a restaurant and, and you get good service and you tip the person. That's good. That's great. But so what's wrong with saying thank you? Yeah. Somebody hold the door up for you. Thank you. Just being thankful. The little things that people do. And, and look, I, we live in a world now where we got re- remote controls and things like that. You can change the TV. But, but anybody in here old enough to remember you were the remote control? <laughs> Yeah, when the, when the parent asked you to do something, you had to get up and go do Even that should require a simple, thank you. Yeah, you all the way downstairs playing and doing whatever, and they upstairs. And they say, can you come change your TV? And then you got to run all the way up there. Just thank you. But the little things that happen in life. So watch this. Let, let, let's unpack this. The people, the same people with the same condition were together. They were afar off. They were disconnected with everybody else because of their condition. They had allowed their condition to separate them and to remove them from great experiences in life because they did not know how to treat what was going on. But here's what's funny. They knew who could. And when they found out that Jesus was making his way through a journey. Now, now, be mindful now 
that, that, that Samaria and Galilee, while we talk about these great historical places, it wasn't always good stuff going on. There, there was a lot of racism. There was a lot of hatred. There was a lot of idolatry. So some would wonder, well, why does Jesus keep on going by these places with all this mess? Well, see, this is, this, is, this is the message I think Jesus would have is if he would come into this church and every church across the country. I think he would say, why are y'all not walking by the mess? Yeah, we, we get into uh, churches and we become our own little societies. And can't nobody get in. We, all right, we ain't going to make y'all no member over here. We, you know, we, 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 we too good for that mess. Y'all take that silly stuff down the road. Y'all, y'all liking like lepers. Yeah, y'all, y'all don't look right. Y'all ain't acting right. We don't want you in here. Come on now. Jesus is saying, I'm going to go walk right on through it. I don't care who's talking about me. Because in order to reach the people, I got to see the people. And I got to let them know that there's no big I and little you. So I'm going to go right into these places where, look, look, I, I wrote down some things. First of all, these places were known for a lot of rejection. Y'all got to remember that Galilee is very significant because that was his childhood uh, upbringing, you know, uh, for Christ. But only one disciple was not from Galilee. Only one. Y'all know who that was? Judas. The only one. All of the others were from Galilee. Many of the miracles that were performed and parables that were illustrated happened in these two cities. Yet both had a lot of prejudice and racism. That's why this text distinguishes that this man was a Samaritan. Because Jesus had no business interacting with a Samaritan. Watch this. I'm going to leave you with this. One of my points is this. Because it's right here in the text. Jesus was walking by. Ten people had a condition. They hollered because they needed something from God. Somebody needs to hear that today. If you need something from God, holler. Yeah, look. look. And here's the beauty of it. Your holler might not be as loud as it used to be. Your holler might be very faint, but Jesus will recognize it and he'll honor it in its sincerity because you understand that you had a place and point in your life where it has sunken so low and, and, and doctors then gave up on you. Look, we, we talk about doctors giving up on you. Let's talk about when, when your finances are so bad that the bill collected and gave up on you. What they do is they just go ahead and say, look, I'm tired of calling them people. I done called you 20 times. You don't answer the phone. We didn't left 15 messages. We just going to go ahead and send that thing to the bill collector. That's how you know that, that your bill collector then gave up on you because they done sent that bill to another collector. And if you ever get down that low, guess what? Holler. I know somebody in here has seen a financial miracle. Well, your finances look funny and your change looks strange, but God still made a way. Yeah. So, 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 so they, 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 they hollered. They knew what they wanted. They knew when they wanted. And they knew who could give it to them. 
So, and that's the beautiful thing. Back then, Jesus had to walk by you. But guess what? And we shared this in Bible study. While you in church, Jesus is still at your house. Yeah, trying to work things out. So that when you get back, it might be a little calmer when you get there. Some things might be put back in order. That was a little wacky when you left because he's able to do that. But the point of hollering is that you have to acknowledge your condition because Jesus already knows what's wrong with you. And so they hollered. Watch this. They called on him, but they added master because they finally were ready to listen. Are you ready to listen to God? That's that's one of the. it, It shouldn't be that difficult. That when God says it, we ought to follow him. But but how many of us get up here and say, you've heard preachers say it. God called me 20 years ago, but I ran. Because they didn't what? Listen. And that's just like so many of us if we tell the truth. How many times has God told us to go left and we said, nope, I'm so used to going right. I'm going to go that way. And then you get down there, same thing. We, we think that we can change that rule. Continue to do what you've always done. And you're going to get something different. Right? No, it don't work like that. No, no, no. If you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get what you've always got. You want something different. You got to do something different. They were sick and tired of feeling sick. So they hollered. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Oh, but this is where it gets deep, and I'm going to leave you with this. This was powerful. I didn't even see this till late last night, I believe. Everybody focuses on the nine that left. I've seen so many messages. I was doing Google searches. They were talking about where are the nine? Where did they go? What happened? But something powerful hit me when I read that, that last verse, where it says the one that came back and was thankful. It said, "Get." He, Jesus said to him, get up and go your way. Your faith has saved you. You know what's powerful in that? And y'all missed it because I didn't hear the shout. Is, 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 is that 10, 10 got healed. 10 of them got healed. But one got saved. Wow. Because that one had sense enough to go back to the source, being thankful with a humble heart full of thanksgiving that he got a double bonus. The healing was good, but what good is being healed here on this earth and hell going to be your home? Oh, somebody missing this thing. It's a lot lot of folk that sit up in church. Oh boy, and somebody had to tell me uh, one time before that, 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 that uh, empty wagon will make the most noise because you forget to say thank you. Get so caught up in the things that don't even matter sometimes. Y'all have heard me preaching before. We get so caught up on, 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 on silly stuff that we, that, that we focus on that. And then like I tell people, we done got so focused on doing church, we forget what ministry is. And, and, and we will fuss somebody out. Uh, I remember when, uh, at, at a church I was at, I said, we, they were talking about saving money. I said, well, I know one way to save money. Let's try this. Let's start printing these bulletins that everybody just throws in the floor when service is over. 
Oh man, that was a little fight right there at the beginning because they were used to what? The bulletin. But you know what I found out? We used to put the announcements in the bulletin. We used to put who was preaching in the bulletin. And we put everything in there. And a lot of times we wouldn't even follow it. Because it would say subject to move of the spirit. So what good was it having an order? And we're going to keep switching it. And then we saved that money. But people would get the announcements. And still guess what they would do? Uh, What is that MLK Community Day? Well, ma'am, sir was in your bulletin, the one that you wanted, the one that you held on to, but we got rid of it, and guess what? Nobody missed it. But it was different, but it saved money. Little things. But that's when you want a greater good, and then now you can say, thank you. Because there was a need, we've answered the problem, we fixed it, we solved it, and there you go. But what's important in this lesson? Do we get so caught up in all we want is just God to heal us? Or is it more important to get close to God so that he can save us? I had to learn something. When you get saved to something, you get saved from something. I ain't understand that when I was younger. But what sometimes the greatest thing we need to get saved from Somebody ain't going to like this. As I said. Sometimes. The greatest prayer you could ever pray. Is say Lord. Get me out of my own way. I'm tired of stumbling over my own feet. I'm tired of doing it my own way. I'm sick and tired of getting the same. Bad results that I don't like. That I come to you and complain for. God I know you've been Jesus. All my life. I now want to make you master. Because I want to follow you. Ah, but when you got to get, maybe some, maybe you ain't hit your rock bottom. Yeah, maybe that health scare won't enough. Maybe maybe how God covered you in that accident won't won't, won't enough. Maybe how, how things have happened tragically around you won't enough. Maybe you ain't hit your rock bottom yet. I don't know what your rock bottom is, but for many people, uh, there's nothing like being in some inflicting pain that will get your attention. I hope it don't get to that point. But God will do whatever is necessary for you to holler. And, 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 and I just want you to get to a point in place where you can recognize what God is doing and who he is and all that comes with him without having to go down a rabbit hole or a dead end path. But you get to that point because you could use the examples here that we found in this text where people were afflicted with an affliction. And even they had sense enough to know, don't nobody else in this city want nothing to do with me. But here comes a man from Galilee walking by again and we're going to do everything we can to position ourselves and if we don't look our way we're going to holler something about Jesus makes me want to holler let us stand there and speak amen amen I, I, I look I don't care if you do it here when you do it when you get home man but you need to stop at some point today and have yourself a praise break. Yes, yes, I mean, I mean, look, I'm all for one. You hear me say it all the time. Some people love to worship quietly. Some people get loud. Some do a dance. I, I, but just today, to be consistent with the text, yes. at some point, 
I don't care if you do it in here. I don't care if you do it now. I don't care if you look crazy going in your car. But at some point today, holler and say, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Could have been another way. But God, holler, thank you. Holler, Jesus. Holler, glory. Okay, but just holler. And I know you know how to holler because if you got kids or grandkids, I know your voice work. So just holler. Say, thank you, God, for another chance. Thank you for bringing me another day's journey. Thank you. There's one in the sound of my voice. You've never received Christ until you